Welcome to the Real DeFi Podcast, the only crypto podcast that is totally focused on DeFi, bringing you the latest DeFi news, trends, and tips in a 10-minute or less easy-to-listen-to format. And now for your host, Crypto Dan. Episode 9, Putting Your Crypto to Work, Part 1, Liquidity Pools. Alright listeners, uh, this is the first in a several part episode about earning from your crypto, what we call passive earning, letting your crypto work for you. And one of the most central tools in that is decentralized exchanges, which you can use to earn additional profit on your crypto. Unlike centralized exchanges that use an order book, decentralized exchanges such as Uniswap implement a new concept of automatic market maker using liquidity pools. Sounds complicated? Listen on, and I promise we'll make it easy. Before we start, I remind you to join our Telegram group on t.me slash DeFi podcast to subscribe and to share and help us grow. With this in mind, let's hit it. It is 9 a.m. UST on January 13th. The market is still recovering from a big correction that we saw earlier this week, where we saw a correction of about 25% from the all-time high of Bitcoin, all the way down to around $30,500. Bitcoin right now is at around 45,500, up 1.5% for the week, and Ethereum is down 4% for the week. The good news is that DeFi seems to be doing pretty well, and leading it is Aave, which went up 15% this week, and Synthetix, which did a very nice pump of another 27% this week, on top of the previous rise. An interesting new token is Alpha Finance that is up 41% for the week. Alpha Finance offers leveraged liquidity pooling and leveraged yield farming. The first crypto exchanges were all centralized exchanges. I'm sure you're familiar with them like Coinbase, Binance and others. They are quite similar to how a broker works. They use an order book. An order book has two sides, orders to buy crypto and orders to sell crypto. Every order in the order book has a quantity and a price. So for example, I might be willing to sell 0.1 Bitcoin at $35,000. You might be looking to buy 0.15 Bitcoin at $34,500. So those orders sit on the order book until they get a match. A match happens when a buyer and a seller meet on price. So if you're willing to sell at $35,000 and I put an order to buy at $35,000 or more, my order will be executed and the sale will happen. Centralized exchanges have several issues. First of all, they are custodial, meaning they have to hold our crypto until the order gets executed. We need to deposit our crypto, put the order in, 
have the order executed, and then if we want to, we can withdraw. In the meantime, we don't have control over crypto. Liquidity is also an issue. Liquidity means how many orders there are and how large orders can be executed. So if I want to buy some Bitcoin, I need someone to be willing to sell it for me at the right time and at the right price. If I want to make a large order, usually the price can move a lot if there is not sufficient liquidity in the market. Centralized exchangers are also pretty complex, require massive computing power, and they need to support each token individually. So they also kind of affect freedom by having to approve every token that wants to be listed on the central exchange. One of the fastest growing projects in 2020 had been Uniswap. Uniswap tries to solve all of the problems I mentioned before with centralized exchanges. Uniswap is a novel concept for a decentralized exchange that uses liquidity pools instead of an order book. A Uniswap liquidity pool contains two assets in equal amounts of value. One of those assets is usually Ether. So for example, if I want to provide liquidity in Ether USDC pair, I'll provide equal amounts of Ether and USDC. If the Ether price, let's say, is $1,000, I will provide one Ether and 1,000 USDC. Once a Uniswap user would like to exchange, Uniswap uses the liquidity pool in order to provide the token. So if a user would like to exchange to buy 0.1 Ether for 100 USDC, the Uniswap smart contracts already has the liquidity pool resource to take the 100 USDC, add it to the liquidity pool, take out 0.1 Ether, and provide it to the user. This works without the need for order book. All we need is a liquidity pool. It also works as one atomic smart contract transaction. As you can see, there are two types of players here, unlike in a centralized exchange. One type of player is a liquidity provider, and the other is a user who would like to swap tokens. The liquidity provider needs to be incentivized to provide liquidity, and this is one of the novel thinking of Uniswap. A part of the trading fees that the user that makes a swipe provides goes directly to the liquidity pool providers. So theoretically, once you provide Ether and USDC liquidity, both of those uh, assets will grow over time. When you provide liquidity, you get liquidity tokens. So the same liquidity token that you provided today would be worth more a month from now. Yearly APAY fees can range anywhere between a few percents and 100% or more. Many times you'll find very high fees for new hyped and popular coins where there is a lot of trading and all of it is happening on Uniswap. There are a few caveats though to providing liquidity. The major one is impermanent loss. Impermanent loss happens when the two assets in the liquidity pair, pair diverge. The more the prices diverge, the more impermanent loss will happen, and this will reduce the value of the liquidity pool. 
The most extreme case is when one of the assets goes to zero, which will reduce the whole liquidity pool value to zero, including the other asset. So the liquidity pool is only as good as its weakest link. If you provide liquidity for Ether and some new novel token, and that token goes to zero, you will lose your whole liquidity. So as an example, if one asset goes up 25% and the other asset goes down 25%, your impermanent loss will be 3.1%. If one asset goes up 50% and another goes down 50%, your loss will be over 13%, which is quite significant. So basically there are two forces here. The fees from the swaps in Uniswap bring up the value of the liquidity pool and impermanent loss bring it down. Other exchanges quickly popped up using the same value of automatic market maker. One of the most notable ones is Curve Finance. Curve avoids impermanent loss by providing liquidity only for assets that are pegged to each other. For example, different stable coins or different types of Bitcoin on Ethereum. Another thing that Curve introduced is that it provides liquidity for more than pairs. It can provide liquidity for three or four assets at a time. Balancer took this further by providing complex liquidity pools that can have different percentages for various assets and also different types of assets in one liquidity pool. SushiSwap took the Uniswap code and uh, forked it and continues to innovate on the same type of liquidity pools such as Uniswap, but gained huge momentum in the market. So to summarize, you can potentially put your crypto to work by providing liquidity on Uniswap and other decentralized exchanges. You need to be sure, or at least try, to make more money than you lose. So you should probably provide liquidity for pairs that have high fees and you can find that on the Uniswap statistics page which I will link in the show notes. Also you need to be careful about impermanent loss and try to provide liquidity for assets that tend to move together. In the best case assets that are pegged to the same commodity and in other cases, maybe Bitcoin and Ethereum, for example, that tend to move together. I hope you found this useful. Please do your research carefully and be careful in everything you do. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and support us by telling your friends, helping to spread the word on social media and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. Please remember there are significant risks involved with DeFi and obviously this is not a financial advice. Thank you for listening to The Real DeFi Podcast. Please subscribe and visit our show notes for more information. Please note that nothing said on this podcast constitutes a financial advice. Please consult your financial advisor before making any trades. All content provided on this podcast is for your general information only. We make no warranties of any kind in relation to our content and services, including but not limited to accuracy, security, and updateness.
No part of the content and services we provide constitutes financial advice, legal advice, or any other form of advice meant for your specific reliance for, for any purpose, nor for any dealings in securities for which license is required. Any use or reliance on our content and services is solely at your own risk and discretion. You should conduct your own research, review, analysis, and verification of our content and services before relying on or using them. Trading is a highly risky activity that can lead to major losses. Please, therefore, consult your financial advisor before making any decision. No content on our site is meant to be a solicitation or offer.